there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the Welcome the to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. I am Robbo. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Glad you went back with the Robbo this week. Oh, you guys harangued me and said I need to start going by Robbo. Yeah, because no one knows who... Well, like, didn't some guy say he was Luke at the start? Yeah. And then everyone just calls him Robbo? Yeah. Who's this Luke? At best? Why doesn't Luke ever say anything? Why is he a man of such mystery? And probably <laughs> handsome too. You're right, listen What has he got to hide? Mm. Handsomeness, probably. Yeah. Uh. Uh, what are we talking about this week, folks? We are talking about the Rothschilds. Yep. The banking, the bankers that rule the world. Yep. And number stations. So let's start with the Rothschilds. Now, Who, this was your idea, Robbo. Let's now, get that. Let's set that up first. Yeah. yeah. Now, whenever I come up with an idea, I'm like, oh, let's do Gog and Magog. And all I hear is, oh, Cam, this is boring. And Don't yes. Salty does not talk like that. We get people bloody surfing down the apocalypse when yeah. we do Gog and Magog. What do we get when we do the bloody Rothschilds? It's the Jews. Yeah, a lot of anti, <laughs> a lot of anti-Semitism, and pretty much nothing else. If yeah. you go to the Rothschilds family Wikipedia page, and there's a section for conspiracy theories, because obviously there's a lot of conspiracy theories around them, but it's like a tiny section, and it just links to. Here's the article for anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess how the reason I came up with or suggested it is because they come up in all the conspiracies as they rule the world, they own the banks, they, they run the banking system, they're the richest family in the world but you never hear that they're so rich because they, they hide it all in different ways and all of that stuff. Uh, and I thought, well, maybe there's going to be some good gear in this. I didn't really make any notes because there wasn't much great gear. No. So the Rothschilds, they are – I think they were like – they inform or they're included in lots of conspiracy theories. I think they were like before Soros came along. Mm. I think Soros has really replaced them as Mm. the Jews to hate in the conspiracy world. He probably works for them. Besides all Jews. Yeah. Um, But the the Rothschild story in a nutshell uh, starts like, I don't know, 1700 something yeah. with Mayor Amschel Rothschild mm-hmm. 
who's considered the founding father of international finance. Mm. He starts a bank and then it's like... He was the court Jew for a German family. Yeah. Which now sounds like super racist. Yeah. yeah. When then, I read that I was like, mm, come on. Can't just drop a hard J in there. No. But he, um, that was apparently common for Catholic and Christ- or Christian families. And what was the point of it? So basically in the Bible there was something saying that, that they couldn't trade and lend money. So everyone would have like a, a Jew that did it because, you know, they didn't like obey whatever part of the Bible it was. Right. So right. they could do all the money lending on behalf of people. So uh, that's how that's how I guess Jewish and the association with Jewish and banks came about. Right. Mm. Anyway, here's the thing about being the founding father of international finance. If you found international finance, your family's going to be super rich yeah. forever. Also, if you protect your family through a series of uh, ancestral marriages, which you did. Yeah. But it's like a bunch of their kids then went it and set up banks around Europe. Mm. And so, they, yeah, they've just had a lot of money. Mm. I don't know if it's a massive secret. No. they. I think they kind of got out of the banking game altogether in the 90s. Mm. They're in the mining game. They're in the business game. Yeah, they're just in the loaded person game. Yeah. They're in the game of they don't need to do anything. Yeah. They can just yeah. let the money do whatever it wants. But I also read stuff saying that like because of how they've diversified into different types of businesses and the family has gone different ways and stuff, there's no centralised Rothschild fortune. No. It's, it's like just a f- widespread family who have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be like saying the salt marsh, fam- salt marsh fortune or the yeah, Robertson fortune. if you're fortune. talking about like classically broke families. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't – I'm not a pit of <laughs> yeah, poverty yeah. but in general. Yeah. So like money. that, you know, the, if say your money, your family had a whole lot of money, they're not all going to be on the rich list. No. As a combined thing. Um. Yeah. So there's some of the conspiracy theories are that they are responsible for a lot of the ills of the world, mm. which they have uh, caused to happen in order mm. to profit. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a world war, it's like, oh, the Rothschilds were pulling the strings, you know, yeah. they were making money off all sides, blah, blah, blah. Funding the Napoleonic Wars on both sides. Yeah. And like pretty much any war and like any bad thing that anyone can profit from, they're like, mm, they could have profited from that. So like... You know, when they roll out all of the... You know, when someone gets rich off uh, metal detectors at hotels because of Stephen Paddock? Yes. It's going like, oh. So the Rothschilds had a... One, some random Rothschild was like an investor in some metal detector company. Yeah. Just goes to show they've done it yet again. Mm. Although I think George Soros is getting pinged for like, oh, he's got like a 1% stake in some metal detector company. Uh, and you'll just goes to show. Um, but it's like they get blamed for like they're like they're running the world, they're controlling all these things, but then it doesn't make any sense when like the French nationalise their banks and take their banks off them. Yeah. Mm. It's like why didn't they just stop that? Why didn't they just say to old President Camembert, oi, <laughs> don't nick our bloody banks. <laughs> I don't think there's a President Camembert. I'm pretty, pretty sure that's who it was. Mm. Might be a little bit xenophobic to say such things. Yeah, but at least I'm not being anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So it cancels out. <laughs> uh, I also saw rumours that they control the Federal Reserve in America. Yeah, people love that one. Yeah. yeah, and that. So I had a look at the structure of the Federal Reserve, and basically all the banks 
national banks and the states have to own a share of that in order so they all get on the basically on the on the board. Yeah. So I guess anything that happens from the Federal Reserve is going to be in their interest. But there's also an independent group. So there's kind of this myth that Federal Reserve is completely privatized and they, they don't have America's best interests at heart and yeah. the Rothschilds are the ones running it. Uh, I think it's again just a case of they founded the they kind of founded the world's banking system. So of course they've got a fingers a few fingers and a few pies. Mm. I found a lot of YouTube videos that are, were like Rothschild proof. It was like Rothschilds did something or other proof and then they'd have a video that had nothing to do with the Rothschilds. Right. So there's like some George Carlin bit where he's going on and on about yeah. people people running the world. Yeah. But he never says the Rothschilds. He never says anything, anything even remotely close. I watched David Icke one when, again, same thing. He just kind of mentioned the Rothschilds in passing but mm. – yeah, it's nothing really of substance. I saw one where it was like 12-year-old tells the truth about the Rothschilds. I saw that. I didn't watch it though. There's <laughs> this little 12-year-old Canadian girl. I don't know what the event was. It was some sort of Canadian. Might have been like Kids UN or something. I, know, I, th- I think it was supposed to be like some sort of banking yeah. event right. where they're like, oh, let's get this uh, little sassy 12-year-old up to tell us what the go is. And she started going on about, I don't know, a compound interest didn't work or something. Mm. I watched the start of that and a couple of things she said didn't really make sense at all. No. So I just stopped watching. And then I, I did watch an, a, an interview on RT that uh, someone did with her on Russia Today. Yeah. And they're like, uh, so why, why do you think that uh, the banking industry needs to be reformed? She's like, well, I've read a lot of books. I've been watching documentaries with my dad. Oh, uh, here we go. That's like, why is this person on television? Even yeah. Russian television. <laughs> it's like a, that that World Flat Earth conference where they interviewed some woman and they said, why do you believe in the flat earth? And she goes, well, I've watched about 70 hours of YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the only fun thing I really found on this one was one of the Rothschilds, um, Kate, I think her name is. I just mm. lost my notes. She uh, broke up with her husband in the 90s. No, sorry, in the early 2000s. And then she started dating rapper Jay Electronica. Really? Uh, and Jay Electronica was this kind of uh, a weird, an interesting rapper who didn't really put out any albums but was always going to be putting out an album and he was always going to be putting out the best album of all time. Yeah. So like little bits and pieces came out of his music over the years. Uh, affiliated with Jay-Z. Yep. Who we know from the Illuminati. Yep. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> amongst other things. Yep. <laughs> uh, but they never ended up getting married. They broke up. Oh, and that's then, so disappointing because I was like, imagine the sort of SoundCloud raps that guy could put out <laughs> with the backing of the Rothschild yeah. family. <laughs> <laughs> but then she ended up, uh, I don't know if she was dating or if she was just photographed with him a couple of times, but some like low-rent British rapper as well. So, so she has a type. She certainly does have a type. Um, and Robbo, you're thinking, hmm, that type would fit me. I don't rap. Yeah, but you look like you'd do bad I raps. rhyme. <laughs> no, he drops rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but also uh, when I was looking at Jay-Z, I came across Pimp C, who was a rapper that allegedly went on a rant about the Illuminati. Right. Uh, he was part of Jay-Z's crew for a while. He didn't really. He just kind of went on some homophobic rants. Yeah. Uh, and then I came across another rapper who went on some homophobic rants and allegedly lifted the lid off the whole Illuminati. Yeah. But he just said, um, 
you walk into some of the parties and like you know the A&R people and the PR people try and get you dressed up to put you on in tight shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you walk in and uh, the greeting is a man squeezing your dick. And the guy who was interviewing him on the radio show was like, whoa, pew, 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 pew. Wait, but we've moved quite a long way from this Rothschild. But yeah, this is all related to the uh, Illuminati and the rap game. But yeah. yeah, nothing much in there as well. I did watch a video on a channel called News Not Shown on TV. Oh, the New uh, Zealand guy. Was he? Yeah, it's Kiwi. All oh, right, he's terrible. Oh, no, nah, probably not him then, eh? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, very low production values. Yep. It's just, although he does have a green screen, so, and he seemed to have keyed himself out quite well. Nice. But um, <laughs> he was just like monotonely or monotonously sort of rattling off like random things about the Rothschilds. Mm. And then finally he was like, and now I'm going to show you some uh, photos from a Rothschild party designed by Dali. Mm. <laughs> and then he started, and I suspect this is why the, this news isn't shown on TV, he started this weird montage before he got up to those photos set to like a really driving hard rock sort of sample song. Oh, uh, it was like, it sounded like a fake Alice Cooper song or something. You know how you get those fake TV songs? Yeah. yeah. It was one of those kind of things. Like it sounds kind of like I Have the Tiger, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put it on a training video. Yeah. yeah. But it had like some of the imagery that he was showing with it. It was so badly, it was really badly edited in parts and then like really carefully edited in other parts. So there'd be pictures up on screen like just some random stock image and it's like payday lenders. <laughs> and then there was like some other like stock image that said debt. And then there was like, a re- you know when crazy people do memes mm. and then like they get JPEG'd to the shit house over yeah. time. He had one of those up and you could not tell who was in it. But just at the top it said, secret is out, boys. But it was all like weirdly cropped out, so you <laughs> couldn't quite read it. <laughs> Sounds like the secret is still well in. Then there was like a cartoon octopus. You know, like the your classic anti-Semitic octopus, which is like strangling the globe. Oh, yeah. Yep. But this was an octopus that its head was the globe. And it was just like, what does this mean? Was it strangling itself? No, it wasn't strangling anything. It was just love and life. So, then the, but then there was a map of Europe, <laughs> and then there was uh, like a stock image of like a chess knight. Yep, and on it it said strategy. Okay, the knights are pretty strategic. Mm. They don't move in straight lines. Just in case you guys were wondering. And then he had a bunch of pictures from uh, the 1972 Rothschild surrealist ball designed by Dali. Da- designed by Dali, I think. Well, Dali yeah. was there. He was there. Um, Audrey Hepburn, I think, was there. Uh, being the seventies, I imagine there was a lot of cocaine. Yeah, early seventies, so maybe more LSD and loads of weird outfits. Yeah, and also like, uh, like cut up dismembered dolls mm. on the dinner table. It's like oh, yeah, fun. Yeah, oh, Rothschilds. The optics of this aren't going to look too good <laughs> in about forty years. <laughs> uh, similar to the Beatles cover, mm. they used mm. dismembered bo- dolls about that time. Yeah, maybe a bit earlier. Was um, Dali rocking his bloody anteater? Um, I've got some facts about the Rothschild Surrealist Ball. Oh, okay, go, sorry. Uh, the invitation to it was written in reverse. Ooh. Uh, as we know, inversion is a big deal in a pseudo-satanic mind state. They also lit the mansion, mansion up red. You know what else is red? 
blood Ooh. or fire. Yep. And Ow. the devil. Yep. Uh, and the mansion was also used uh, like 30 years later in the film The Ninth Gate. Oh, the Johnny Depp one. Yeah, starring Johnny Depp, directed by Roman Polanski. Oh. A combo I suspect you couldn't pull off in the current environment. No. <laughs> if you pitched that, they would say to you, you can have one but not the other. <laughs> so choose. We'll allow Mel Gibson as a cameo and that's as far as we're going to go. One of the things I found, speaking of, um, so Kate, the the famous or the one that ended up with the rappers, yeah, her dad was set to become the like the overall father of or the, the head of the big the family, yeah. And they had up some meetings with about some other banks about mergers, and then the next day he was found hanged in his bedroom. Ooh. Uh, it sounded like a little bit of a autoerotic situation He's on the hutch. Yeah, yeah, it. He used his um, uh, his, what do you call that gown robe, yep. the cord of his robe, mm. bathrobe. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it didn't sound like he was seriously trying to hang himself. Yeah. Could have been murder. Could have just been looking for a thrill on the night before his big day. Could have been or seven been days suicide. into or suicide. Seven days into destroy Dick December, and was like, I have to mix this up a bit. What, <laughs> what is destroy your Dick December? <laughs> So not content with it being cut from earlier in the podcast. <laughs> Why are we, are we just going to talk about this later? In the I was going to bring it up at the end. Yeah, we'll okay, the leave end. it. Okay, leave it. don't worry. Yeah. Cut it if you want. Um, Actually, no, leave that one in so they can prepare themselves mentally. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other thing I found was there's been two plane crashes near Rothschild or on Rothschild's properties recently. Yeah, the one of them. I think it was the same property and first one, I think it was a, a direct collision, like a plane had a helicopter um, and they both crashed. And then a couple of weeks later, nearby another plane crashed and the theory is that like someone's trying to kill them or they're sending a message to the Rothschilds, their time is up. Mm. Turns out the second plane crash was 40 miles away. Yeah. Uh, and the first so just a subtle message then. Yeah, yeah. And also the Rothschilds don't own that house anymore. They, whoever owned it. They owned it like 20 years ago, 30 years right. ago. So, so probably, who's it a message to then? Uh, I, mean, I guess it is. They're just going to keep building it up. Mm. Who knows? The um, That surrealist ball thing mm. made me think of Eyes Wide Shut. That had a bit of a weirdo ball in it, didn't it? Well, Eyes Wide Shut was also filmed in a Rothschild mansion, ah. just like the same one. Mm. Eyes Wide Shut comes up quite a lot in terms of the rich people's satanic orgies. Mm. People think it's, you know. An insight into that world. Yeah, I'm sure rich people do. Yeah, I'm sure no, poor people do. We've seen what rich people get up to when the bloody when the the doors are closed. They do all that stuff we found out about in the WikiLeaks emails. What was that um, like the order succulent sausages? <laughs> the, the spirit <laughs> cooking stuff. Oh right, like yeah. that's their edgy stuff. And yeah. then I'm sure when they're like, oh, let's swing. It's just like uh, awful seventies. Yeah, keys in the bullshit. Uh, anything else on the Rothschilds? No, no. What's our What's our conclusion on them running the world? They well, don't. No, but they have a lot of money. Yeah, but I'm sure they have some influence on the world. I'm sure there's some Rothschild who's like keeping an eye on whether they pop up in the old iTunes. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this and you appreciate our, our defense of your massively wealthy family, buy our merch. Yeah, feel free to grab a couple of bloody Santa shirts. Yeah. yeah. 
That'll be the hit at the next Rothschild ball. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there are some Rothschilds out there who are like, my last name's Rothschild and I don't get shit. <laughs> and they're so angry. They're like, come on. <laughs> so they write their name down and just look knowingly at who they're like, dealing with. <laughs> hey. And Charlie Rothschild. <laughs> Um, some of them are pretty active on Twitter and stuff as well, yeah, which right. I found kind of weird. Right, let's tag this shit out of them. Yeah. Buy our shirts. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of Rothschild ugly Christmas sweater T-shirt night, right? I reckon. Yeah. Where you all get, all get together and you're like, oh, we all wore the same hypothetical institute <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, all of the Rothschild family across the world should buy one of our T-shirts. Um, there's also one of them that I found, I forgot to look him up further, but he seems to have kind of, try to become the cool spiritual Rothschild. Right. And he sailed from, I think, across the Atlantic Ocean with a, re- a boat made out of recycled bottles. Oh, yeah. And he, he just looked like the kind of guy that has so much money and just do dumb things like that yeah. to pretend he's doing it, you know, for a noble cause. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think his name was Mark. Can Mark you, Rothschild. Can you not own Rothschild so much? Well, Why we're not? Trying, we're trying, trying to, to shake them down. Oh, okay. No, but that I probably don't like Mark. Although he's probably the most likely in our demographic. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Mark, he, don't listen to Robbo. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, Mark's listening to podcasts at double speed, so he missed all of this. Yeah. 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 Mark, buy a million t shirts, compress them into some sort of hard composite plastic, and make <laughs> another boat. Shall we uh, come back and talk about number stations? Yes, yes please. Yes, let's do it. Fifteen. Would you like me to play a real one? Yeah, go on. That was a number station that I found today. So what was that saying? It was numbers. It's a number station. That's <laughs> what they do. Uh, so, yeah, number stations. Yeah. What are they? That's the question, mate. That's nobody knows. Oh. No, I think everyone knows it's open secret at this point what they are, mm. which is I think even some governments have acknowledged it. I think someone kind of have but not really. Yeah. So they're basically – I think they serve a few purposes mm. but mostly to transmit codes around the world to their agents. Yeah. Surely that's the like their least used purpose though. Like if government's like, yeah – you got us. We use it for transmitting codes. It must be for something else. Well, I don't know, but no governments have actually said that. Because, but they've all but said it. Well, well, there was a quote on one of the websites I was looked at, where someone spoke to someone from British intelligence, mm. and they said, "These number stations are what you suppose they are. People shouldn't be mystified by them. They're not, shall we say, for public consumption." Hmm. Mm. So, so, yes, they're transmitting secret codes to agents yeah. around the world because they're spies. But uh, I don't know. The fact that they're still going, that makes me think they're for something else. Well, if they're effective, why not keep them going? There's got to be a more effective way in this day and age. Well, didn't we talk about something? Like flick someone an email. Mm. As you know, like, you know that the the – New sort of business mantra, 
could this meeting be an email? I said, I presuppose, what about could this random broadcast of numbers that someone then has to listen to and write down in their little code book and then mm. compare it to the like the cipher they've been given. Yeah. Could that, that be an email? Appar- uh, WikiLeaks would be on them in no time. They'd yeah. be out there. A, one theory is that they're there to like make sure people are awake. People in little outposts, military outposts, uh, you know, supposed to be up and about. Mm. Right. Um, they need to like report back with the code to make sure they're awake. Yeah, that's a good theory. There's also and stuff about it being weather information. Mm. Yeah, you know, pinging out weather information. You know what I'd say to those people in those bases working under that regime? Mm. I'd say get a union. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a lot. A lot of them have stopped now. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of famous ones. The, the Lincoln Poacher. Yep. Which sounds like a serial killer. Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire Poacher, sorry. Yeah. Sounds like a serial killer. Mm. Uh, Sounds like a messed up serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're poaching people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, uh, there's the Australian version of that one called the Cherry Ripe. Yep. No longer exists. <laughs> That's like the stupidest one ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, was running, like, what was that for? Was so, it in English? Yeah, so it was the same recording as the Lincolnshire Poacher. Oh, so they didn't even get an Aussie actor in. Yeah, but they had slightly different interstitial music, um, which was the song Cherry Ripe. Apparently that's a song. Right. And the Lincolnshire Poacher is a song as well. Um, yeah, it's like an old folk song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cherry Ripe was lo- relocated to Humpty Doo. Right. Which is one of the most Australian things you could do. Yeah. <laughs> it's relocate your Cherry Ripe to Humpty Doo. The only more Australian thing you could do would be to change the music from Cherry Ripe to like the Caramello Koala song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and have Steve Irwin reading it out. <laughs> I think Cherry Ripe also broadcasts out of Guam as well. Okay. Um, and Lincolnshire Poach was out of Cyprus. Mm. Now this is a, is this stuff over shortwave? Is yeah, shortwave radio. Yeah. What is shortwave radio, you bloody radio nerds? So shortwave radio is transmitting radio using shortwave radio frequencies, mm. which are just above the AM medium wave band. And you can bounce shortwave radio waves off of the ionosphere mm. to make it shoot really, really far around the world. Right. Over the so-called horizon. Hmm. So probably just stre- stretching it over the flat earth a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. How does this work in a flat earth? How do they explain shortwave radio? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just uh, something that someone's made up. Mm. It's just regular radio. So it's just above the AM band. Yeah. So like just above like the greatest hits of the 80s, 90s and today. Yeah. Just above the smooth sounds. Yeah. You get into some uh, Number stations. You're just listening to some great talk back. Yeah. Then suddenly seven, three, four, <laughs> seven. You've been MK Ultra triggered. Yeah. Um, I found something fun about the uh, Lincolnshire Poacher one. Mm. Uh, so that allegedly moved in 2009 from radio to telephone. So can they were obviously keeping up with uh, with technology. Yep. Wait, what year did they move to the telephone? I think it was 2009. Yep. And then, Have you heard about this? Screen your invention. Um, so it was publishing a phone number over it. Uh, Wait, so it re- how do people know it moved to the telephone? Sorry? How do people know so it was on it, the telephone? It was sending out a phone number for a while before oh, right. it died. And then if you rang up the phone number, a bunch of journalists rang it up and they heard the um, the familiar tone of the Lincolnshire poacher. Yeah. And it said, it was a message telling them to use backup channel Romeo X-Ray 39. 
followed by end. And then text messages were received by all the reporters that rang it the next day saying uh, it was restricted and never call it again. Really? Yeah. Right. That's on the intelligence agency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, work out a better system. Yeah. What dumb, it- <laughs> what dumb spy system do they have that they can't change their this- method of communicating with their agents in the field? Do you what- think it's like a lot of companies still use Windows 98? Just because, like, everything's built on one thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're tied into Internet Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, because wasn't the whole point of this, like, the theory of numbers stations being for spies being that it was untraceable? Mm. Like, you could be a spy anywhere, just get out your little radio, put your little mono earpiece in, pretend you're listening to the horses on the wireless. Yeah. But you're actually listening to some numbers. You're not jotting down the odds. You're just jotting down your little series of spy numbers. Right over your form guide. Yeah, you could be anyone. No one knows where you wrote those numbers down. Mm. So I guess pick up a phone, (laughs) triangulated straight away. They know exactly where you are. So you guess the receiver can't be found. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cam? There's got to be, like, with these spies out in the field getting this info, the fact that they're still doing it, and like the fact that rather than just calling them up and being like, "Hey, we're we're going to turn the radio thing off," just come into the office. The cold war's over. Like they must. The problem has to be on the spy end, right? It can't be at HQ. Like there must be some Asian out there deep in deep undercover mm. who they're like, "Oh, Bob, he's too good." Yeah. If we come up to him and we're like, "Oh, yeah, you can come in." He'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a baker. See, maybe that's it. Maybe there's some governments who have spies that are so deep or so isolated mm. that they don't know that stuff's over. Mm. They find, it does seem unlikely. Yeah, they find all the Japanese soldiers on the island don't know the war's over. No, but I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't know it's over, but they, they're so, they've been told don't ever break your cover. Yeah. And so they have no way of saying to them, it's like, all right, break your cover. They're like, Nice test. <laughs> but but then, even I'm so good that I'm not even going to say well done on that test. I'm going to say uh, a bottle of milk. I'm just the milkman. He was a baker before. Yeah, I know. The story's falling apart. He's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but then he's they, really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just communicate over the number station to tell him to come in though. But they've communicated this phone number and then. Because what if he goes, oh, what's today's thing? Five 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 seven 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 three. That doesn't even translate to anything in my secret code book. You idiots! You've sent the wrong numbers. He doesn't know it's a phone number. He thinks it's more secret codes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for putting the five 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 on that. So. Well, I didn't want anyone to get pranked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I had a handle on what these bloody things were, though. Do you want to hear about the the one they found? So the, the, I guess the most concrete thing they found, uh, the most public concrete information, is the Cuban one, which mm. they found in 1998. Five yeah. Cuban spies were arrested. And they kept on listening to it and they found um, whatever computer program they are using to decode it in the Cuban's apartment. Mm. So they decoded some of the messages. Uh, the first one was... Prioritise and continue to strengthen friendship with Joe and Dennis. Uh, next one was, under no circumstances should agents German nor Castor fly with BTTR or another organisation 
on days 25, 24, 25, 26, and 27. Uh, BTTR is the anti airborne group. Really? And the third one was congratulate all the female comrades for International Day of the Woman. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So they, you know, it's not used for nefarious things all the time. Yeah. yeah. Spies need to know about, you know, days when they should be congratulating their female comrades. Yeah. And in 1998, that's pretty woke. Yeah. Yeah. So good on you, Cuba. Beep, 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 beep. Don't forget next week is Cupcake Day. Yeah. <laughs> for the RSPCA. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Um, so that was a pretty fun one. There's also a famous one called the um, the buzzer yes. UVB UVB seventy six, and I tuned in it t- into it today. Oh, did you? Is it still going? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you could, I could hear you hear voices in it for a little bit. I heard right. some voices for a little bit, but they reckon that basically because you can hear voice in the background, mm. they don't think it's like it's not generated within the radio. It's not like a tool that generates it. It's something held up to the microphone doing the buzz. Mm. And because it changes sometimes and changes pitch, the theory is that it's a Hammond organ tone wheel. Right. right. Just kind of somehow yeah. doing it. Um, is this one, a, sorry. Okay. Is this the one that famously everyone went nuts over recently because the pitch lowered a little bit? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so today, today <laughs> – What does it mean? Today when I was listening to it and – so there's a website which um, I guess we'll put a link on our social media to it where you can tune into shortwave radio around the world and there's a little chat room yeah. and it seemed to be really active with people sending links of – they click on the link and it will take you right to that frequency. sound, frequency. Yeah. Um, and there was a bit of action going on the, the buzzer today and people reckon it sped up a little bit today oh. right after we heard some voices. So, so I, I was either like right on the spy thing or someone's just pranking me with this <laughs> looping channel where <laughs> – but the buzzer people don't necessarily think it's for messages for agents in the field. Mm, what do they think is? So there's an alternative theory with the buzzer, which is that it's part of a dead man's hand system that the Russians have set up or that uh, the USSR had set up and that they've had to keep going. Right. Uh, it's like a doomsday system, right? Exactly. Yeah. So if the 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 Yanks drop the nukes, mm. uh Presumably that'll put a stop to the buzzer and someone, some poor old comrade sitting in some bunker somewhere listening in is like, well, the bloody buzzer stopped. Better put a call into Moscow. Mm. Engage signal. Hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, wouldn't they have radar and stuff to do that now though? Well, this is like the, this is the last ah, sort yeah. of thing. Just in case, just in case everything's been blown up. Yeah. This is like the last step thing. The last guy with. Tinnitus from listening to buzzing his whole life <laughs> in the hole in the ground just goes, sweet relief, gets on the phone. Sorry, Vladimir, cannot come to the phone right now. So, he hits the button. So that when that kind of your criticism about this, they should have moved on to other technologies, mm. that kind of explains why they would still need them in some way because shortwave is very mm. efficient. Mm. It's the same way all the – when we talked about the Walmart thing or something, how they were going to get all the ham radio operators in yeah, America yeah, yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's any real proof that that's what it's for. Mm. I think the the thing is there's actually there is it's known that there's a British version of that, mm-hmm. which is that uh, the Trident nuclear submarines, uh, of which there's always one underwater somewhere, mm. uh, part of their job is to periodically surface just uh, put the aerial up at the blowhole yeah, and uh, tune into the BBC. Right. And then if they can't pick up that, 
they um, presumably they have some other sort of check. Yeah. But the idea is if they can't get in touch with uh, like the Prime Minister or the designated uh, post-apocalyptic point person, mm. they have to pop down back into the sub. It's like, oh, back down the ladder. Yeah. Why can't, why can't they put the safe up at the top of the ladder mm. where I'm going to be? What if I'm running out of time to do this? Yeah. Anyway, back down into the captain's quarters, open up the safe, pull out the little envelope that the Prime Minister gave me where when they're sworn in, day one, uh, Prime Minister, can you just write down what you want the uh, Trident sub to do in case the UK is destroyed in a nuclear bloody apocalypse? Mm. And so they pull out the letter and they open it up and it'll either say, Avengers. Yeah. Or it'll be like, oh, nah, it's all right. Just hit over to the Falklands. Yeah, just yeah. Chill out there for a bit. It's Welcome like, to your new underwater home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're now the king. <laughs> so, yeah, the, they, the Prime Minister either tells them, you better nuke whoever nuked us, or they're like, nah, that's enough. Right. Enough people have died, clearly. That's such a British thing to do. It is. Um, especially the tuning into the BBC to check. Yeah. I always thought that would be a great sitcom for, like, the Russians who have to run the pirate radio station. To make it look like the BBC still going, <laughs> uh, just always just running the BBC. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Welcome back to the six o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka sales are up. I mean tea. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Dive. <laughs> Nothing unusual. <laughs> I like some of these. I like some of the old recordings of the really creepy ones. Yeah. Some of them are creepy, the ones yeah. that sound like kids and stuff. Well, we were tuning, like, with that website, we were just tuning in on your phone before. Yeah. And even, like, just randomly picking stuff up, I think there might have been a bit of that audio paradoilia going on. Yeah. Mm. You could, like, mm. hear things, yeah. like, in the static. It sounded like I'd tapped into something in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, over shortwave... Things I came across one today that was like a beeper frequency, mm. so I guess that must broadcast over shortwave. So it's just basically data being sent through, and that makes a little noise in the shortwave universe yeah. from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get drugs from a rapper in the eighties, <laughs> I can hook you up. Just get on the pager shortwave. Yeah. Um, but they so yeah, there's so much like if you scroll through all the shortwave frequencies, there's so much stuff, random stuff going through. Uh, but then using this website, you can obviously stumble across random things. So mm. I stumbled across the Morse code today. No idea where it came from or why, but it mm. went for about a minute. And the thing with this website is you can see, you can visualize the noise. So when you're scrolling through, you can see, you know, just blue screen and then you see a few dots and you know that channel, that little frequency, there's some noise there. Um, and so that's how I found the Morse code. It's such a fun website. Oh, yeah. Oh. I could spend days on it. Yeah, I'm going to be on it. Non-stop. So this is now the, a shortwave podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but also on there uh, you can find like Coast Guard and military quick broadcasts and there's some of them are flagged to be Russian military frequencies so users have flagged them to, yeah. you know, so you can, if you stay tuned into that you might hear some uh, Ruskies. Mm. And if people want to just look up some things, there's the, the Conet Project. Come across that? Mm, no. So the Conet Project was this fella went through and just found recordings of – all of these number station recordings are from all over the world and put it together in like a four or five CD pack. 
with like a massive 70 page booklet explaining what they were, where they were recorded. It's pretty cool. The context of where they were found and all that kind of stuff. And some of them are really creepy as well. Apparently Connet, C-O-N-E-T is the check word for end. Mm. Cause he would hear that a lot when yeah, he was listening yeah. to them. So I guess like the end of a transmission, they would say that. Connet. 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 Seven, five, seven, Connet. I don't know, something like that. Numbers are in English, but. <laughs> yeah, but um, all of the tracks from that are on SoundCloud. So you can go oh, on cool. and like listen to them all. Um, and the, the, the CD thing, the, so, so this topic was suggested to, uh, to me by a friend of mine called Mikey Gagan, who's a guitarist uh, in Brisbane. Mm. And his, his interest in it was that a lot of musicians have used recordings of number stations in their songs. Mm. So I was listening to a song today by Porcupine Tree called Even Less. It's a killer song. And then the outro is this sort of long instrumentally outro that just like brings in this female voice saying numbers. Yeah, and it's right. a recording of one of these stations. And there's um, I think Cameron Crowe in Vanilla Sky used um, recordings of it just in various parts of the movies to make it seem kind of confusing and to know what's going on. Right. But the um the interesting thing is copyright. Okay. Like no one's claiming ownership of any of this stuff. So is it just is it this just like free audio to use? Okay, Mus- yeah, yeah. Musicians are just like anyone? <laughs> anyone want to claim this? No. Nah. Well, it's going in my song. What are you going to do about it? But apparently um I think Wilco Yeah, they use one, yeah. Wilco have an album called Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, mm. and they used a sample of a, one of these things saying Yankee Foxtel Foxtrot, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, or whatever. But then I, I think I read that some other band sampled their use of that, and then they sued them. <laughs> so it's like they took some unclaimed copyrighted material, used it, and then someone used their use of it, and then they sued them right. for using the stuff that they stole. It's a bit mean. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's also 65 Days of Static mm. have an album called No Station, which is apparently just a massive remix of the Lincolnshire Poacher right. <laughs> recordings. <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to look that up and listen to it. 65 Days of Static, yeah. No Frequency. Man, they're really keeping on brand with their name. Yeah. I don't know if that's where they – maybe they spent 65 days fucking trolling through this <laughs> app trying to find something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's, there's, and there's heaps and heaps of bands. Mikey's band, Echo Tide, they used it in one of their songs. And cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing I found was it was the five creepiest sounds heard on number stations. Yeah. Um, they're all things we discussed, but one of them, they said, the little caption said, uh, one time we heard uh, you could hear an angry German lady shouting, and I listened to it. I was going to say German lady talking, but... <laughs> yeah, I think I heard that. German sound angry. Ah, yes, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I have. Yeah. yeah. What do we think about number stations? Cam, you're dead against them. Well, I'm sort of confused about them. I thought I knew everything about them. The two things, which is that they're for communicating with spies in the field mm. or they're for doomsday prevention. Mm. Yeah. But now I'm like, why would they keep on using them in 2017? Like, and what? Why, why have they done that phone thing? Why have they done all of this stuff? Mm. Like, what's going on there? But like, like the uh, the buzzer, 
Mm. Was still act- it still is still active. I listened to it today. They've mm. moved it. Yeah. Apparently people have found where it used to be and they found like there was like a logbook or something that had some of the stuff written down in it. Oh, and they, they moved the actual physical location. They moved the physical location of where it was broadcasting from, but they found where it broadcasted from. But when people went in there, there was like a guard dog there. Right. So it's still being guarded. Who's feeding the guard dog? That's yeah. the question. Oof. Which lazy agent left the notebook, the logbook yeah. lying around? <laughs> Apparently it was just like a sample logbook, right, but yeah. it's like still, that is slack. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's to throw you off the scent. But it's like... <laughs> this isn't the Russian government's logbook. Yeah. Oh, not the Russian government doing this. It seems like such an inefficient way to do it. And you've got to think that like... Is the are the codes just written down? They're not on a computer anywhere, because um, surely like the codes have been. Well, there's these things. It's basically like you know how you can do two factor or, or authentication on your phone. Yeah, where it'll send you a random code that'll expire mm. soon. Yeah. So I think if you have a one, I think they call it a one time pad. Yeah. yeah. So if you correlate that code to your pad, and then mm. it'll change constantly. So mm. yeah, maybe I've just got to think like if you've got like whatever the code is you're sending on a computer somewhere, how do you know that's not been owned by some other nation state or <coughs> nef- or other nefarious actor? Mm. So is everything just on p- pieces of paper and on the radio? And why can't they just say, Bob, uh, enough? Well, maybe the fact that no one's been able to figure it out, really. I'm happy to meet in a park and we can sit on opposite sides of a bench, yep. but the radio thing has to stop. I wouldn't want to stop the radio thing. Yeah. I like it. And also the fact that no one's actually worked it out yet probably means it's incredibly efficient. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like you talked about emails and stuff. Mm. Uh, We see what's happened with that. Yeah. Data dumps happening all the time. Yeah. Where's where's Julian Asangi releasing all these number stations things? He has no idea. He doesn't have to because people are just recording them and putting them online. And we still don't know what they're all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No one's been able to crack them. Yeah. The fact that they're accessible to anyone, like surely the other half of it has to have been cracked. Like but they, it, cha- it changes constantly though. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway. Something that changes constantly that can never be cracked except for the person that it's intended for, mm. it's foolproof. It doesn't. It's It's them hiding their communication in plain sight basically. It's like this is so effective at being a secret. Mm-hmm. That we don't even have to be covert about it. Yeah. Just put it out on the radio. People will be able to listen to it, but no one's going to know what it is. Yeah. All right. Everyone's just going to be like, oh, this is creepy. Nerds are going to be all over the internet loving it. Yeah. They don't know what it is. All right. I'm on board. I will just say this, though. You don't sound like you're on board. No. No, I am on board. It's like, okay, fair enough. I will say this, though. If you're one of the spies that they're still doing this for, you're so good that even when they. Call you and they're like, "Can you just come into the office? We've got to like work out your annual leave." I like how you you yeah. the only way you're convinced that that's, that that's the theory. Yeah. It's like the spy you, is not willing to give up his covert cover. You, you've saved up forty years of annual leave, and it's a massive problem for finance. Can you come into the office? And they're like, "Don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. I told you before, I don't do bloody wedding cakes for gay weddings. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those spies and you're listening to this. Just at us. <laughs> just just at us. Sneakily. Just with a couple of numbers. Yeah, just at us and it's like, this is okay. This is, we're fine. Yeah. So just at us and let yeah. us know what the go is. We aren't the government. No. no. 
We're not also. This the, is not a massive test. We're not a bad government either. No. <laughs> we're one of the good ones if we were, but we're not. Any other business? Uh, one, sorry, one thing kind right. of on that that I wanted to mention. Also, can I just say, I really enjoyed looking at this. Yeah. I would love to look at it in my own time. Right. You're going to become a shortwave guy? Yeah. The, uh, do you remember a while back they were talking about like ISIS? Well, I went in pre-ISIS, Al-Qaeda communicating through online games. Mm. So like going into World of Warcraft and then pretending like the characters but just sending little messages back and forth. Did that ever happen or was that just a, a myth? I don't know if it was in World of Warcraft because like other people would see it, but I think there was like – Yeah, some, but you find a little corner in you. I think it was some suggestion it was like in Club Penguin or something they might have been using. Right. right. Didn't they find on Bin Laden's computer like uh, cracked versions of GTA or something? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he would have loved GTA. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if spies do use that kind of a thing now that online gaming's so big. Maybe. Voice chat. I was playing the World Series poker app because mm. I enjoy a bit of poker. Mm-hmm. I was playing that one night and there was two other guys in the room just having a massive fight on the little chat because one of them identified as being Muslim and the other one was some American who just started sprouting all this hate speech about Muslims at him. <laughs> and they're just playing poker with each other. And one of them's just going, fuck you, you jihadi, blah, blah, blah. and this guy's going, I'm not a jihadi, I'm just a Muslim. <laughs> yeah. blah, blah. And he's just I'm, like, they, well, they weren't actually, they weren't arguing. The American guy was just being a prick. And then, and this guy's just going, no, no, not like that. Blah, blah. Yeah. No, you are, you are, you are. And it's like, far out, dude. It's <laughs> just in poker. Yeah, I'm literally yeah. playing online poker. It doesn't get more haram than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any housekeeping? Yeah, there's a few things going on. What you got? Oh, something we've massively forgot to mention for weeks. <laughs> Did you see the guy that was uh, had crowdfunded for a rocket to prove that the Earth was flat? Yeah, what? Oh, sorry, huh. we're keeping you up. You're what happened right. to him? Uh, I think his rocket launch was cancelled by the local council. By the local council. <laughs> <laughs> what or are the like local council trying to hide? The Department uh, of Lands and Management, yeah. or BLM. I like how he's been stifled, not by like NASA or someone, but just some bureaucrat in a tiny office somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, who had quite rightly said you cannot launch a rocket on our land. Mm. At, but, the, at the very least, you have to do it on private property. Yeah. But then he, he was going to do that, wasn't he? But yeah. then what, what happened? I don't think he's done it. Uh, I did see people were like mocking him pretty hard because obviously he looked crazy. Yeah. I did see a very convincing article which uh, didn't outright say it but very strongly suggested that he was just taking the flat earthers for everything they had. Right. Because uh, he'd have tried to crowdfund. He used to be just a rocket guy. Yep. He wanted to fly a rocket. Mm. He tried to crowdfund for a rocket and like $3 raised. <laughs> He was like, oh, I bought a crowdfund for, to prove that the earth is flat and suddenly the money starts rolling in because yeah. they are the biggest rubes going. So what, we, what you're saying is we should just be doing a whole bunch of flat earth merch. Yeah, 100%. And like just leave the hypothetical institute off it. Yeah. Because, yeah, they'll buy anything. Uh, if you want to buy our <laughs> shirts, jump on Redbubble. Yeah. And look up hypothetical institute. Uh, I think they've got a few days... Left from when this goes up before uh, it won't get to you before Christmas? Yeah, I think so. I think mm. stuff's still coming, yeah. Also, Redbubble are running constant specials specials yeah. uh, in this month. Get yourself a little Christmas treat. 
You're Thought a deserver. You've had a, you've had a tough year. Yeah. You've had some victories. What better way to celebrate and commiserate? Yeah. A little sneaky T-shirt. Yeah. Now, having to, don't tune off just because you think we're done talking about conspiracies. Because uh, there is there is more stuff. It just the t shirt thing naturally. You know what we should do float in for a t shirt mm. for like big fellas like myself mm. is like some sort of flat Earth thing, but like flat girth. <laughs> but like it's not. I'm not really round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's NASA telling you lies. <laughs> round Earth denier. Round girth denier. Yeah. Something in there. Yeah. All right. Let's. <laughs> Yeah. Brainstorm that. Research flat girth. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's brainstorm this off mic. Yeah. <laughs> Lest all of these great ideas get stolen. Uh, but a little bit for you, Robbo. Hello. Uh, hitting a bunch of your different interests. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Roy Moore Russian story? How is Roy Moore hitting a bunch of my different interests? <laughs> it's not important. It's just a bird. Don't burn me about that. So did you see the Russian thing though? Yes. So the pedophile judge who by the time <laughs> this goes to air will be, this, I think, the second most powerful pedophile in the United States. Uh, yeah, one behind Donald Trump. Yep. And obviously the Rothschilds but slightly different. Uh, he'll, so, yeah, he'll be a senator by the time you're listening to this despite being a massive pedo. Did you see that Fox News apparently had his opponent, Jones? Yeah, Doug Jones. Jones. Doug Jones. Ahead in the polls, and they think it's a ruse to stop Democrats getting out and voting. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, the story that uh, dropped today, as we're recording this on so Tuesday, was that uh, someone, uh, he's doing some interview, and the they're talking about how uh, the United States is, uh, is a bad, an evil country, mm. possibly even worse than Russia, mm. uh, which is, you know, Sounds controversial, but he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, we have same-sex marriage. Like, all oh, right. Mm. And then um, the guy, the interviewer says, oh, what would you say to Vladimir Putin? And he rattles off this perfect Russian. Mm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But what he says in perfect Russian is, uh, hello, how are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. Uh, nothing. Apparently he, he's learned Russian. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I did see someone say on Twitter, it's like, I wonder why a guy who was in the military during the Cold War would have, like, some casual Russian knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your mates in the... Uh, Lefties. In the Russophobe sphere. Yeah. The Russia-Lago crew. Yeah, Eric Garland, Louise Mensch, all of that crew. Yeah. They went off. Right, I bet they did. And it's like, I did think to myself... Did they set this up, like, more? Did they set that up to deflect attention from all the pedo stuff mm. to get people talking about the Russia stuff so that then they could be like, he just said, hello, how are you? Look how hysterical and crazy these mm. people are throwing these accusations around. I was like, did they set that up? And then I also saw the other Roy Moore news today was that uh, a Trump super PAC mm. got – Someone to interview Roy Moore as well. They got a twelve-year-old girl to do an interview with him, and it's like, "Hey guys, yeah. I don't know if you realize this, but he's a pedophile. Yeah. So the optics are not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the premise that he's speaking Russian to trigger the libs. Yeah. <laughs> I also saw Adam. Like Adam, I don't know what's going on. 
Adam Baldwin, the guy from Firefly, mm. tweeted today like the difference between the two candidates in the Alabama Senate race. Roy Moore loves children and Doug Jones wants to abort children. Mm. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, American politics at the moment is so cooked. Yeah. And this is just, how is this even happening? Not like Australian politics. Oh, where even... someone has just resigned today because uh, possibly because our intelligence service leaked information. <laughs> Any more housekeeps? No, that's it. If you want to find us on the web. Jeez, wrap that up quick. Yeah, yeah. I know. All right, go, go on then. Uh, Hypothopod on Twitter, Hypothetical Institute on Facebook and iTunes. Leave us a rating, review, tell your mates. Uh, is there a podcast app called Overcast? Don't know. Anyway, I've heard that's quite good unless it's called something else. I read something today about the Apple uh, podcast app has probably been updated and they're calling it a piece of some sort of, oh, what was the word they used? Some fucking garbage pile <laughs> or something is the reviews. I haven't seen it. I don't have an iPhone. so Okay. <laughs> yeah. So don't download that then? No. But yeah, check out Overcast. Apparently that's quite good. Uh, yeah. I use, I can't remember what I use, but it's pretty good. Good story. Yeah. yeah, the Apple podcast app is apparently very bad now. I use CastBox on Android. Right. It does the tricks for me. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, well, you do. Uh, what else? Uh, that's it. Robbo, where can uh, I find you? You can get me at Ale of a Time and aleofatime.com. Got a couple of new episodes coming up, including our special Christmas episode. Ooh. Christmas episode? Mm-hmm. Talking about Christmas beers? No, I just interviewed a couple of people and didn't have anywhere to put it. So right. going to put it out on Christmas Day. Yeah, nice. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on the Facebook. Um, that's me. And you can get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter and gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Don't worry. About a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians I said don't worry About a thing Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry About a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Ooh, Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 which Let's not forget where all the aliens are Don't worry about a thing Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just